Thank you. Now that she's talking to us, that might be a good sign. Do they have us in the okay, chat Okay, right is now? there any sound now, ladies and gentlemen? We should be connected now. And I'm writing into the chat room. I'm waiting on a response, and there's nothing very... I'm wondering. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. we are on okay. the air. Hallelujah. Thank God. Finally. Is it bad that I might be a little bit disappointed, Rick? I was just hoping to pack it up. And, I wish uh, you could have kept that um, survey the blog talk put up for you. <laughs> and had the chat room help us yeah. fill out our response yeah, to that. Fill out, you know, colorful metaphors and descriptive <laughs> terms. So uh, we, we apologize for that, No, certainly. But uh, what, what, what are you going to do? So here's what I want to do, Rick, if you don't mind, if you will indulge me. Because I'm going to have to replace this audio. Let's just take a time out. Okay. I'm going to hit the music, and we're just going to real briefly restart, and that way we have a clean version. Because this goes on all those people who uh, set up on iTunes, and I don't know who's subscribing. So let's just take two seconds and do that. We're just going to start over. All right, welcome back. It's week 17, the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show here on the Asylum Fantasy, AsylumFantasySports.com. Yeah. This is supposed to be the clean version, Rick. Right. Appreciate everyone's patience in the chat room as we get uh, whatever these blog talk issues are worked out. Once again, not going to miss this one, brother. But it is week 17. There are lunatics out there still playing for championships. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me well, why. A lot of people playing those, you know, two-game total points. That's championship intriguing, so but boy, I don't want to mess with this week. When we get to this injury and this inactive list, you're going to see why. And but the uh, worst part about this clean version is you'll miss my imitation of Froggy from the R Gang. Yeah, yeah your then. voice is back all right. of a sudden. Rick had party voice in the first take, and uh, we actually went on the air before we were in it. We knew we were on the air, so I'm certainly cursed. <laughs> I'm not almost would have to assume because that's, that's okay they never told us we were on the air we should have knew known something was up then yeah no doubt but um six four six four seven eight four six seven nine back on the air thank you for your patience we got uh, a little lighter mailbag but enough mailbag to get through the show a page full of headlines in inactives a lot going on there so we will get you lunatics who are still playing in week 17 ready to go yeah and let's head into the chat room and Roethlisberger or Stafford? Let's just do it right now. I've already answered the first couple I've, here while we were messing around. We have learned that Ben is bad on the road a lot of times. This is the type of game, for, for me, there's no pressure for the Steelers. You assume at this point the Jets are going to beat the Bills, and you blew your chance last week. So Ben Roethlisberger is going to go into Cleveland in Week 17, and the Steelers are going to put up 41 quite frankly. And I like Stafford's matchup, but but this is Big Ben for me, and it's not even close. That's the way I was, too. I, I put Ben on this one. The, the next question is Roethlisberger or Breeze? And and I'll go first on this one. I went Breeze on this one. I, they're playing Atlanta. Atlanta surprised everybody last week with a win. Right. I just think the Breeze, they seem to have settled down a little bit on offense. They've been throwing points up by Gads of them. I, I think I'd go Breeze in this one, even though it's very close. I just think 
Breeze to me is safer. Yeah, and that's where I'm going with that. Yeah, clearly he's he's healthier or tougher than we thought he was. I'm not sure which one it is. I mean, and and I couldn't have been happier about it last week. Obviously, as we spent most of this show setting my lineup, and Drew Breeze was one of my big question marks. I'm going to agree with you here. You got two guys. I, the matchups equally. Good, I think, at this point. I think you see a ton of D'Angelo Williams. And I honestly see, and now I got the party voice. You somehow passed it on to me. I honestly believe, and you'll see when we get to the game picks, that the Steelers win this game about 41 to 10. So I think you could see a real quiet second half for, for a lot of the stars on the Steelers' offense. So I think Drew Brees keeps playing. I think this is a close game. I think it's a shootout. I'm going to agree with you. Probably, at least it possibly, Drew Brees' last game as a Saint, all that, even though that's on the road. I think that's important. He's going to get a chance to shine. I think Sean Payton's going to try to try to load things up. I want to agree with you, but, boy, that's that flip a coin either way. That's a real good situation to be in. I just don't see New Orleans getting – you know, I, I think Brees will be a Saint till the day he quits football. And I, and I don't think they're going to get rid of Sean Payton. I, I think the only reason Payton wouldn't be there – is he gets offered another job, and I don't think that's going to happen, quite frankly. No, well, they talk about that trade deal. That'd be interesting. Trade yeah, I, I don't know. I, um, I think that's, to me, a lot of media fodder. Of course, we'll watch that as the offseason progresses. But uh, let's move on here. here. Here's an interesting one here, and I know which way I'm going. I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. Cutler or Ryan? Ooh, it's got to be Ryan, right? I think it has to. to me. It is. I I think New I Orleans don't trust is Ryan any further than I can throw him. Both have great matchups, but Julio Jones against that just horrific Saints defense indoors at home. It's got to be Ryan. It, there's a lot of guys I'd take over Matt Ryan, but guys Cutler is kind of mind of the guy. He just shut it down. to do it the falcons will be able to move the ball against the saints irregardless of how bad they are yeah and chicago is one of these teams that win when you don't think they will and lose when you don't think they will and score points against a bad matchup and when you have a good matchup it's 20 to 17 or right. some obnoxious ridiculously low score. So I, I just don't – I don't trust Matt Ryan at all. I agree with you. However, I think that at home against that Saints defense, I think he is a much safer play to get fantasy points than Cutler is. Right, yeah. And, and I, I think it comes right down to that. And you saw it last week with Julio Jones. You, really, it was a bad matchup for him. Julio Jones had a bad matchup. Most of the Atlanta offense was most our, up. In, most of our chagrin, we, yeah, you, know, you I, I bought and into Scott, it. Yeah. you know, we were putting Julio second, third, even fourth yeah. on one question on some of these wide receivers. Yeah, you guys were softer on it than I was. I was completely out on Julio Jones, and, yeah, my bad there. But those folks aren't listening now because <laughs> they lost. Well, yeah, they're out. There's no reason to apologize to them, I guess. But you saw what their offense was and what this was for the last 10 weeks because they tended to get away from it is just fling the ball in Julio's. Connection is out okay, so, and I 
think that being here with that match, uh, be David right. Pro, is he going to cover Julio? Come on, Julio's going to be running free in that secondary all day. And if Ryan can times, which is probably a fair fair assessment. Yeah, I think I think Ryan has a decent day. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's hit uh, one more question in the chat room. We'll bring Jersey on and, and we'll get rolling here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tyler Eifert this week? I I know what mine are, but I think it's interesting because things never seem to play out the way you you would logically to me. If I'm Marvin Lewis, and I've got a guy like Tyler Eifert, the weapon that he is, look, I'm locked into the playoffs, right? You've won the division. Can you improve your position by playing Tyler Eifert? I believe they can, right? Right. However, would you want to risk – okay, I, I guess the question is, do you risk moving up that one slot in the playoffs? Who means a buy you do, especially with AJ with, with Andy Dalton. But you're dealing concussion. Right. If he gets another concussion, that buy is not going to make a difference. Well, that's true. But it makes a difference for Andy Dalton is who it makes a difference for. So true. For the team, true. I, here's what I think you're going to see. So it's going to depend on what your backup option is. If you can go out and get Zach Ertz, I've got Zach Ertz ranked about number one in my head as far as tight ends right now. For the last couple of weeks out of nowhere, and I understand Chip Kelly's done, and maybe we'll talk about that later. Zach Ertz is getting double-digit targets. He has become Sam Bradford's security blanket, much like we all thought he would in September, late December and early January for this to happen. Otherwise, here's my thought on what's going to happen with Eifert. He's going to catch about five or six passes in the game. I think probably could get out of him in the first half in the first quarter and a half of the game to make him more starting penny. Going to trust him knowing that uh, there's going to be big portions of that game where he's going to be gone, but I think he's going to be so valuable when he does play. He he can be started in this scenario and outperform tight end out there. If you can get Zach Ertz, make that move. Otherwise, I, I, I can't think of anybody else who would be on the waiver wire. Heath Miller, if you get Heath Miller, I might play him over Eifert. It depends what your backup option is. So I think he's going to be limited, but I still think he, he up 10 fantasy points. Yeah, from that aspect, I have to agree with you because there's probably nobody out there, you know, like you say, other than an Ertz or, or somebody like that, that you could actually pick up that, that's available. Heath Miller, perhaps. Now, they've been playing um, somebody else with Eifert out. It's been, who is that? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and you get means, right. If the answer's no, go with Eifert. Yeah. Simple as that for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's not something that I would relish putting in my lineup. However, you know, there's probably not a better option available right now. And, and it depends on who you have, I guess, in uh, – I don't think there is anything. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, there, there's, you know, if you have any other options, go ahead and throw it in the chat room. We'll do, we'll do that. Let's bring Jersey on. All right, let's we'll do that. Revisit that well, let's maybe. wrap it up with this. I expect by halftime, Tyler Eifert's stat line to read four catches for 50, 
some odd yards and a touchdown. And maybe you shut him down at that point, assuming the Bengals have that thing wrapped up by halftime. That would be good enough for a lot of tight ends, and that will outperform a lot of tight ends who you don't have these concerns about. That's my prediction, but let's do it. Uh, so thanks for being so patient, Jersey, through technical difficulties, through uh, backed up in the chat room. Good morning, Jersey. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, Junior took second. He lost 138.25. He got 138.15. He lost oh. a tenth of a point. Now, what we did oh. wrong was we should have kept the Jets in. They got six. Pittsburgh gave him four. That hurt. Martavis Bryant gave up only two points we got there. Now, D'Angelo, not D'Angelo, but let's say McFadden. If McFadden would have gotten 100 yards, he's at 99. Here's five bonus points to win. The, guy, the kid he lost to is in our, in our, in our normal league. You know, there's four, there's four other police leagues, and that's it. So he took like he took second, and like I said, if, if, if McFadden would have did something, um, like my kid had actually what's called the bench for cousins, and he went with what's his name, and the other guy had cousins too. But like I said, if I if I hit him with Carlos Williams, he would have gave me 17 points, and I picked up the other guy from uh, the Jets running back. Not every the other one would have gave him 14 points. So hey, if, if I play Barnett, he gives us 7.7. Not 3.3, we win there. But like I said, so instead of getting, you know, he got half of the stuff. So, you know, he had a great year. But who the hell would have thought that you lose by a tenth of a point? Yeah. <laughs> well, who the, who the hell have thought that uh, Marte was Bryant would have dropped that touchdown pass, too? So, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a difference well, right there. And, and, what, and, what, and what, what what Arizona did, this, this kid had uh, – uh, you know, Arizona's quarterback. I think towards the beginning or the middle of the third quarter, they 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 they, they took uh, Dave Johnson out. So he ended up with twenty-one point seven points. If he would have played through the third quarter, Junior would have won. So, like I said, um, you know, the other people were like one twenty-nine, one twenty-six. The other other two other people, so lose by a tenth of a point. So it, it was, it was, you know. Absolutely brutal. I, I wouldn't be yeah. able to sleep. Tonight. I give him credit yeah. for being able to get up and still go to work and do what he does because that's just brutal. Oh yeah. Well, it was it was a it was, he, he picked up five but lost five. If you put the two together, that's what the winner got. You know what I mean? So so it cost him you know that which was half. So he still made out he still made out well. But like you said, who would have thought that? So like I said, he got called in. He was hunting yesterday. He got a deer. So nice. they, called him, they called him in last night and said, hey, can you come in this morning? So he actually, or he would have been talking to you guys. He's doing overtime. So, but, you know, him and I talked yesterday. We wanted to thank you guys for all the help you gave us this year. You know, we really appreciated it. And, hey, we had a good run, you know what I mean? It was a good, it was a good run. And like I said, the only time he lost, he lost in week nine after, after, after losing his first four games when all his guys from week five on, you know, came on that were hurt or whatever, and the only time he lost was week nine. Either Hopkins or 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 uh, the, the, the the tight end he had or the or uh, uh, Beckham. Now if Beckham would have played, we're losing you there, Jersey. There you go. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah Beckham, uh, we we're losing the connection with you. Yeah, it was, it was. He had a good run. You know what I mean? It was a good. It was a good run there. All right, so, Jersey. Yeah. I think we lost our phone connection. If you can hear us, uh, thank you. So much for sticking with us all. We enjoy talking today. I don't know if this is on our end or your phone, but definitely appreciate you calling in. Every week. Uh, we look 
forward to it. The first thing to talk about every Sunday is Wednesday you call it. If you haven't called in after we a little bit, so we appreciate you on a good season. Great job. You're coming back, but if I remember, Rick, he was dead halfway yeah, through the he was, season. He was dead in the water, according to Jersey, but he yeah. brought it all the way back. He, he lost yeah, the first so. four games, and then he lost till week nine. Then he, he, he won four after he won week five, six, seven, and eight, lost week nine, and then he kept one, never lost again until this, this thing here. So he put a nice run in, and he did well. So, again, thank you again for the help you gave us this year. Look forward to dealing with you guys, you know, and next season. and. You guys have a safe and happy uh, 2016. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We got the last part of it there. We appreciate it, Jersey. We're glad that you guys had a good season. We are doing here, right? It said the sound is I think it was the connection between us and Jersey. How we sound far as sound? I know we my iPad, Rick, which has the show, but what I'm using. Now my iPad just came back. Oh, Scott has sound. Confused that sound. We're copy though, Scott does. Let's let's just take it from here. All right. And come on, we're gonna have a new show. It's gonna be a two-hour show, and Rick will uh, set up the feed and everything. For iTunes and where you can find it online and all this kind of stuff. And uh, as of right now, I think we're we're thinking of moving to Spreaker. That's what we're looking into. We're not, we're not exactly I'm not going sure. through this again, so we want to test it out. Right. That, that's our goal. I've heard good things of it. It's a similar interface to Blog Talk. It's as easy. Importantly, number one, it's got to be easy for us to use because we're stupid. Let's right. factor that in. Yeah. And it's got to be easy for, for you, the listeners to get on, do this chat room, call in, do everything they can. From what everything I've seen, the interface is very similar. I've heard the quality is better. We're going to give it a run. They're not a guarantee. But fall at Asylum Football on Twitter. Stick at that. With yeah. that, as things calm down here, we wrap this up. We get the season over with Rick and I can actually send them these plans. Yeah. And we're going to come back the first week of February. And hopefully a little bit of a new beginning. Yeah, it's going to be a new beginning. It's not hopefully. It is. This is, uh, you know, we kind of lost our way, you know, like, like we've discussed before. And, and now that we've officially declared we are totally done with BTR, the sound is back on. It says, <laughs> okay, now, perfect now. Sounds like sex on the air. I, I mean, this We is, usually do. You know, it's very... Uh, homoerotic what we do here it, it, it's wonderful and i enjoy that part of it so i don't know how much of that you guys heard we we've mentioned it check out when i can get uh the episode of fantasy sports network edited together and, and put up we we give these plans there as well. we won't bore you with that now that they can hear us rick let's talk a little bit of fantasy football but god i can't wait to be rid of blog tigrate what an absolute embarrassment it for is what we pay for this it is an embarrassment and 
we've taken a lot of pains to try to have, you know, we make fun of, of where we broadcast from, but we've actually taken pains with the equipment and, and what we do. So our sound quality is good. Right. And it just keeps getting worse yeah. because blog talk will cut you off. It doesn't even notify you. We've actually done what was that one show? It was a, it was a ninety minute show, and it came on. Oh, it, yeah. it was exactly like <laughs> yep. or something on just, Blog Talk. It just ended. You went through the helpline, yeah, and they told hilarious. you, well, sometimes you don't do it properly, right? Well, well her first question, if you recall, Rick, was, "Do you have a microphone?" Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just outside screaming, hoping yes. you pick it up. <laughs> yeah, hoping the satellite picks and up. And I had a big fit on the Fantasy Sports Network show and was screaming and yelling at midnight and uh, just terrifying Rick's family. So that that was uh, pretty much the last nail. We didn't have any other options till now. We've got some options, so hopefully we can we can bring the whole network. So. I'll just leave it at that. I just thank God it's over. Let's talk some fantasy football, and I want to pick some games here. This is a tough week to do it. So, yeah, we talked about uh, the Indianapolis Colts situation. We got a lot of T.Y. Hilton questions, a lot of Frank Gore questions, and I think they read directly this. Matt Forte, Rick, going to be a game-time decision this week, dealing with a back injury. This would make me nervous, and we've got some Forte questions when we get to the mailbag. I think everybody assumes, including the Bears and Matt Forte, that this is Matt Forte's last game in Chicago. And this is going to be Jeremy Langford's gig in the off se- next season. Now, we'll talk about Jeremy Langford and how excited I am about that when we get into the offseason, when we, when we start playing him for 2016. For this week alone, again, I know it depends on the options, but you're scared about Matt Forte as I am? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I really am. Number one, he's dealing with a back issue. Uh, number two, even if Chicago decides, okay, well, we're going to play him anyway, who's to say Matt Forte is going to say, look, yeah, yeah I'm we're, at, we're out of the playoffs. So this is my last rodeo in Chicago. Uh, my back hurts, Coach. Yeah, I got to come out. I, yeah, I, I do not see. How motivated is, is this cat going to be? Right. I mean, and I can see Matt Forte – Becoming attractive in another city next year. Uh, I think, oh, certainly. There's There'll no be question about teams that. teams beating down the door to get after this kid. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want anything to do with Matt Forte today. Right, right, right. Quite frankly. So, yeah, to answer your question, yes, I'm as afraid of Matt Forte today yeah. as you are. So, so we'll avoid him, certainly. Drew Brees, obviously, going to go. Todd Gurley, this one sort of popped up as a bit of a surprise to me. Oh, and we have a question in the chat room oh, I have to go back to because I'm glad you said that. We had all these other comments. We lost the sound. Okay, we have a standard question, assuming Gurley is out. Okay. All right. Lacey? Buck Allen, Hearns, or Cobb? I can only have one of those. Yeah, in a standard league, it's still Hearns for me. Yeah, even in a standard, the PPR makes it more intriguing. But Hearns is going to get in the end zone. That's what I like. Well, it's not PPR; it's standard. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, okay. PPR makes it. I'm thinking you might lean the running back. In a standard league, but even still, yeah, it's Alan Hearns. And I think there's probably a lot of wide receivers I play him over. 
even in a standard league. So, yeah, that, that that's Hearns. Yeah, I'd go Hearns. To me, it's Hearns, Lacey, Allen, Cobb in that order. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I'll agree with you, hundred uh, percent. So, uh, Gurley will be out. Trey Mason, kind of an interesting play this week. You know, they're going to continue to run the ball, and we got a ton of Gurley. I swear, half the mailbag ends trying to replace Gurley. Blah blah blah, <laughs> and we'll get into that. So right? Yeah, that, that's most. I'm not sure why I had that buried down here in the headlines. Here's why, Rick, another reason I think why Cincinnati goes full bore, at least until they get a big lead in this game. Julian Edelman out. Amendola and LaFell questionable, very questionable, and I have seen no update yet as to what they're going to do. If anybody in the chat room has it, I'm trying to effort that now. If I seem like I'm a half a tick behind, that's why. The New England Patriots are out of players. They've got more injuries on the defensive side, Rick. Patriots historically lose in Miami. If they're going to lose a division game, it's in Miami for whatever reason, no matter how pathetic they are. New England Patriots could could lose this week. I'm worried about Tom Brady. And when I look at when I look at my Cincinnati's and I look at my Denver's, you talk about motivation for these cats to play. There is every chance, Rick, the New England Patriots lose this game. Yeah, it's very possible. There's no question about that. They keep saying, you know, it, you know, Tom Brady, all hands on you, quote unquote, all hands on deck, you know, ready to go. Well, they don't have any hands left. Well, yeah, they're they're all going to be on deck that are there. <laughs> right. and Unfortunately, that's about fourteen of them. So they're going to be going Iron Man by the end of this game. Yeah, exactly. Tom Brady's playing free safety, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so. But yeah, I could actually see this this happening. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be. If their they spot were receiver. playing Miami. Yeah, <laughs> I would probably guarantee a loss, but Miami's a train wreck, and they actually could go down to the warm weather and beat them at home on oh, the yeah. final game of the season. In fact, I think they will. Yeah, I still but, think I'm predicting New England to win just because of Miami. Yeah, but, but they could lose. I, I agree with you. I, I would not be wanting to play Tom Brady. No, I'm 100 miles away from Tom Brady, and you spent a lot of Sundays when we were in this situation at me about it, but I'm sticking to my convictions today. Well, this Tom is a little, Brady is a sit. This is a little sit, different sit, scenario sit. than three weeks ago. <laughs> Not than last week, though. I think you screamed at me last week about it. I might have been right on that one. Although the matchup was uh, yeah, what's his name? Who was it? Uh, uh, Bridgewater, was yeah, it? Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, so I think that was within. Hey, and it was pretty much a wash. It was, it was within four or five fantasy points, I believe. And granted, you know, Bridgewater... But, the thing that gets me, Minnesota dumped, what was that, 41? <laughs> and Bridgewater and does Bridgewater nothing. had, what, 120 yards yeah. pass or something and like Peterson that. Peterson didn't blow your skirt up either. It was a defense. That yeah, sure. Defense. Eli was bad, Eli. He had the constipated look on his face, and <laughs> it was just a disaster. That team without Odell Beckham was lost. I expect, I expected big things from Will Ty. You really didn't get that. I didn't get anything from New York. That that was Jennings. an embarrassment. Rashad Jennings He's impressed me the last if couple If one weeks. thing – yeah, I was getting to that. I mean, it was an embarrassment to see the Giants on the field, save for Rashad Jennings. And if Rashad Jennings has done nothing, he has shown me that he can be the guy. If they give him the ball. Well, Tom Coughlin is not going to be in New York you don't next think? year. I don't think so. You, just, I, you wonder. You, how many years in a row have we said that? I, I now he's not going to sneak up and win a Super Bowl unexpectedly this year like he has in years past. I don't think he's going to be in New York next year. Rashad Jennings, I mean, do you really need 
Andre Williams, Shane Vereen, no, Rashad Jennings. Jennings can fumble the ball himself at the goal right. line. They don't need to be, bring Andre Williams in to do that. Right. Rashad Jennings on his own can get stuffed twice at the goal line and then fumble on third down. We don't need Williams for that. Right. Why are you wasting the cap hit? I think I think Jennings has shown he can be the guy, it, it is my point. Supplement him with Shane Vereen. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. And um and I forget the other guy's name. He has the, the oh, weird yeah, name, yeah. you know, whoever, Zumba or whatever that it is. Yeah. Zumba, yeah, yeah. Mr. Zumba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Zumba, yeah, yeah the, the Zumba guy. exercise man. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. He wears hot pink. He dances, flails around. Exactly. Well, he'll get fined though. Well, yeah, you can't do that. You can only wear pink in October, and it has to be officially licensed. But uh, that's another road we don't need to get down. Boy, Johnny, football is out this week, uh, or out this week, out done for the year, obviously, dealing with a head issue. What do you make of him? Well, first of all, Austin Davis starting for the Browns really bolsters. It almost makes my 41-10 to 10 sound ridiculous. It might be 41-3 to 3 if that Steelers secondary wasn't so pathetic that he believe Barnage or Benjamin's going to break one away. What I saw out of Manziel last week was about the gutsiest performance I've ever seen from a quarterback. If he had more weapons around him, he's a little more seasoned. They'd have beat the Kansas City Chiefs last week. You get rid of Pettin, who clearly hates Johnny Manziel, and I can see why you would. I can see why you'd hate the kid. This kid might have a future in this league. Isn't it interesting, though, that 40, 40, 45 years ago, they revered that behavior. Oh, yeah. A la Broadway Joe. Mickey Mantle. Now Johnny Football has a drink out in public. He's in his 20s. He's allowed to have one. It, it's a crime against society. You, you know what it is, though? I think I you almost have to blame Manziel a little bit for that, too. Obviously, the party and you blame him. But here's where you got to blame him. And this is where this whiny, pathetic society we live in now can work for you or for against you. So he gets in trouble with this the first couple times. Now you start crying. I don't think they ever come out and said it, but you start leaning towards what's alcoholism. And, Rick, alcoholism is a disease. Oh, yeah. These aren't choices I make. This is a disease. And I need your help and your love and your understanding to get rid of the disease. So that works to get you your second chance. That works to get you your third chance. Now when you need a fourth chance, you can't say, I'm 25 years old. I can have a beer if I want. You know, it sort of works works against you there. Now, I don't know that Johnny Menzel ever came out and said this, but this is the way it's been spun by his handlers without ever saying it, that we have been trained as a society. If you got a drunk, if you got a junkie, you got a whatever, a sex addict, whatever. Well, these are diseases. We need to help. And we need to feel sorry for them. Yeah. Look, I don't care. And I, I think when you talk about Broadway, Joe, you talk about making – this goes back from a time – You look at, look at John F. Kennedy. I mean, I don't know, you know that show Mad Men. This was just more accept- – It was back then it was acceptable to be a man, I guess. You, exactly. you, you know what I mean? And you're not allowed to do that anymore. And you can't play both sides of the fence in a situation like this where you can't today ask for a second chance because you, there's nothing you could do about it and you're sick and whatever. And then today turn around and say, look, I'm a man. I'm, I'm a grown man here. I can go out and have a beer and party. And I'm 20 whatever years old and I got millions of dollars and I like to party and I, I like sorority girls and this is what I'm going to do and it doesn't affect how I play Sunday. That's the response I would prefer, but you can't give me both. And I think that's where it works against him. 
Well, I think the the key the key to Johnny football is start winning a few games. I don't think anybody's going to pay any attention to your probably, disease. Probably a lot of that too. And so, and he impressed me last week. Was the only thing I wanted to say there. So it's going to be tough sledding here for your Cleve Brownies today. What else we got? Chris Ivory probable. Belial Powell very questionable against oh, the Bills. Yeah. Well, before we hit on that, let's uh, hit another chat room question here. Just, uh, just kind of. Uh, Scathing over some of these things and missing them, but uh, we have for the championship. All right, Fitzpatrick, Hoyer, or Tannehill. Okay, now at first blush, this is Fitzpatrick, and it's not even close. They're they're talking about. It. I don't know what it is. I keep seeing on all these updates for. Bills players and Jets players. There's some sort of terrible weather going. I don't know if Buffalo is about to go underwater. I don't know what this terrible weather is. I don't know if you do we have a roving weather reporter in Buffalo, Rick. I'm not certain. But they're talking about a pot they're acting like it's apocalyptic weather <laughs> in New York. You know, in order, all things being equal, it's just that way. Fitz, Hoyer, and Tannehill. If the weather's that bad, Hoyer's interesting. You got DeAndre Hopkins. These guys, they they technically still need a win. There's is that ten team parlay that that Indy can hit and win this division. Houston's playing for something. You got DeAndre Hopkins. You got you got Nate Washington. And Hoyer's an intriguing intriguing play here. Depending what in the world's going on in Buffalo. Well, yeah, and I mean it's I don't know. I mean it, it's. It's Buffalo weather. I mean, right now, 10 a.m. Um, Eastern time, it's light snow. It's supposed to get cold as the day wears on. Um, by 2 p.m., you know. But is that all it is? Is cold? It's not even really cold. I mean, really. I mean, it's not even supposed right. to get really cold until tomorrow. Potential snow and winds around 20 miles an hour. I'll tell you what, really, that's nothing that's for nothing. these guys anymore. So this is still Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not going to bail out on Fitzpatrick. I'm not either. Look, I bailed out on him last week. And I played, you know, and that's a topic that I want to cover just briefly here about matchup play. You know I'm not a matchup guy. Yeah. And I I fell for it. You did. You I went – I picked up Phil Rivers, and, and I stuck Phillip Rivers in there, you know, and bench Fitzpatrick. Wouldn't have mattered. I got my do- doors blowed off because I had nobody left. Yeah, I you, mean you – no, You're like the Patriots. You had no player. Yeah, everybody was hurt. And then I even lost even Ted Ginn. <laughs> in the I was, first quarter. <laughs> yeah. In the first quarter. But Fitzpatrick, with all the weapons, they still need to win. Yeah, look, they, look, they lay an egg, and Pittsburgh wins. They're out. So they're going to be playing to win. And, and Buffalo's going to keep this game close. So Fitzpatrick's going to have to throw. I don't see a scenario, Rick. Well, I see Buffalo playing just like Baltimore did last week right. against Pittsburgh. And they've you, said all week, this is our Super Bowl. Yeah, if you're not this careful, they're going to beat you. And right. they're a lot better team than Baltimore is. Absolutely. So I see New York playing a good game. And un- unlike Pittsburgh, I see Fitzpatrick having a good day. So, yeah. I think it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I think 20-mile-an-hour, give me 40, I'd worry. Yeah, 20, yeah, that's have, that's how, strong wins, but that that's nothing that panics me. But you just There's like nine stories in a row, Rick. Sammy Watkins, Tyrod Taylor, poor weather game. January weather could have effect on Sammy Watkins. Yeah, all right, so, I got me all riled up. 
So in order, Fitzpatrick, Hoyer, Tannehill, and I think Fitzpatrick is head and shoulders above these other two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Hoyer is interesting, but Phil Rivers was interesting last week, and you well, know, Hoyer will be fine. I think you're fine, but I, Fitzpatrick, if you've been playing Fitzpatrick, what, don't pull him out now. You got Brandon Marshall. You got Eric Decker. You still got a good running game. You got a good defense behind you. Use them. Right. And I think Fitzpatrick is going to use them because they have to win. And, and, and I think what it comes down to for me is when I look at this list, out of this guy who has the greatest potential to give me 300 yards and multiple touchdowns, so 300 yards and two touchdowns, Fitzpatrick does that pretty much as a matter of routine at this point. Anymore, yeah. Hoyer, even in a good game and a good matchup with Jacksonville, he's been out for a couple weeks. There's going to be a little bit of rust. I think they're going to be careful. You know, this team is going to be playing next week. I don't know that I see the 300 yards. I see the multiple touchdowns. I don't know that I see the 300 yards. And I ain't taking a risk on Tannehill. Look, there are no players on the New England defense either, but I, I'm not going to trust Ryan Tannehill. So my best chance for 300 multiple touchdowns, even in 20-mile-an-hour winds and potential snow, is Fitzpatrick. And I think, you know, there's that's that's an interesting point. When it comes to fantasy football, full will – jump on the first running back that has 100 yards against somebody. Right. Okay? They'll jump on a wide receiver who has five catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns one game. Mm -hmm. Man, they are waiver-wire darlings. I don't even know when it was. I know it was in the offseason sometime. I put the question to you. How interesting would it be, and this is maybe two years ago, how interesting would it be if Ryan Fitzpatrick was on a decent team with some weapons? Yeah, and we you discussed, said that multiple times. We discussed that a few times. He is now, and yet fantasy owners will not believe that this guy – He's not one of those guys. He's not Drew right. Brees. Right. And I know he's not, but he's not Ryan Fitzpatrick on Buffalo Bills of four years ago either. Right, exactly. And, and I mean, He's this, going to Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. Yeah, and this guy has been baptized through fire with some really bad oh, yeah. teams, all right? This guy, I tell you what, this game is not is far from over because they haven't even played it yet, but I'll tell you what, I know, I would not feel bad about betting money on Ryan Fitzpatrick no. winning me a football right. game. Yeah. He's not going to lose it for you is, yeah. is a point. I tell you what, I mean, yeah, don't don't be hesitant to to jump on him for a fantasy Just football his quarterback, name's Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? And, and and that's what it is. And I I'm guilty. I mean, you're guilty. We all are. This, Ted Ginn, how long did it take for you to get him in a line? This, this guy stinks. Yeah, hey, well, and he does. Ted Ginn, he, he, he drops yeah. half his balls, but when he catches one, it goes yeah. for sixty yards and touchdown. Yeah, so sometimes it's hard to get there. That's so I'm all for Fitzpatrick. All right, Rick, we got to pick games uh, real quick. Marquise Colston out. Uh, per, per Gruden, all the healthy skins will play versus the Cowboys. Not sure exactly what that means or who's healthy. Adrian Peterson, good to go against uh, the only game really that matters this week in terms of head-to-head against the Packers. Uh, McCarron and Eifert will play versus the Ravens. We knew that. Here's This is interesting when we get in the mailbag. Ted Ginn, Fozzie Whitaker, and Jonathan Stewart all out for the Panthers. We got a lot of Cameron Artist pain questions, so we'll, we'll save the discussion for then. Shady McCoy out. 
today versus the Jets. I give it. I always like that kid, maybe just because he's a pick guy. He has had the hell beat out of him this week. And when he's gotten into games, he's performed and promptly been knocked back out. This guy's been tough, and he has taken a beating. But uh, he's out. Feeling good about Carlos Williams. Oh, Carlos Williams. Galepsi, whatever the hell his name is. Had a great game. Where's that IGE guy? Is he going to call and yell at me and say his name's not really Galepsi? I'm very disappointed yeah. in you. Come on, let me have a little bit of fun here. Yeah. Is so, he Galepsi? That's, yeah. uh, that's <laughs> what I, I want to call him that, you know? Car- Carlos Williams will get in the end zone. That's what he does. But it seems like they want to lean on Mr. Galepsi here. So I think his name. Galepsi, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't see. Yeah, we'll go with Dizzy Galepsi. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun. We'll just call him Dizzy. Yeah. They- <laughs> Well, we will have to say it a few times so people know who no, we're, talking we're talking about. I J E. I don't know how many times I played that to get the point across. Yeah, we got to get that board hooked back. All right, Rick, let's pick games. We'll get Scott in here, go through this mailbag at the top of the hour. Let's see. What order do we want to go in here? Anyone you want. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go off this one, Rick. Starting off, New Orleans at Atlanta. Yeah, and I do not have my official picks from the previous couple days ago right in front of me. So if my score is a little different, if you listen to both creations of the show, you know, cut me a break. I can't remember what I said. <laughs> He's old. But I'm going New Orleans. I, I think they go to Atlanta and they beat Atlanta. I think the game last week was a fluke with Atlanta actually winning one. So I'm going New Orleans 37, Atlanta 31. I Good luck picking this game. I would not gamble a nickel on this game. I have no idea which way I'm going to go. I'm going to say finale. I'm going to take the Falcons 24-21. For me, it's more about the score. By all rights, you should think this thing would be 43-42, to which tells me you're going to see some defense. You're going to see some turnovers. I'm going to take the Falcons here 24-21, but I have no conviction in it whatsoever. All right, Rick, the Jets at the Buffalo Bills, a game very important to us here in uh, – Western PA. Yeah, and unlike Pittsburgh, I think the Jets go to Buffalo and take care of business. I, I it's you know, this is a discussion for another show, but I think there's uh, a lack of preparation and leadership on the Pittsburgh sideline. But I think the Jets I think they're full confidence and they're playing well. I like the Jets twenty four, Buffalo seventeen. I agree with everything you said, Rick. I'm going with one of those weird gut feelings. And a hopeful upset. This there, is what I'm calling There may it. be some hopeful in this. Well, Buffalo's a good team. Well, there's no question about it. That's number one. They're at home. Maybe you get a little equalizer out of the weather. I wasn't aware of that when I picked this game, and I won't pretend I, I was. Here's my thought. You, you bring up this lack of leadership. There's a lot of consternation revolving around Mike Tomlin here in Pittsburgh. We know the Steelers stick with quarterbacks. Things have tended that we've gone through this with Mike Tomlin in the past, and things have tended to work out for him. There's some sort of karma for head coaches and for teams in Pittsburgh. I just I know the Steelers are going to blow out the Browns. I just got a feeling with all this consternation and so many people calling for Tomlin to be fired, and people have had it with Tomlin, and you've expressed it that I, not to the insane level you see on social media. Oh no! But you've grown weary of it as well. There's something about him that doesn't sit well with you. Things just tend to work out for him. So based on that, I'm going to take the Bills here, 1917. And if, I hope you are right. I hope yeah. I lose this one. And there may be. There's probably more hope in this than I want to admit over the air. And it may be that it's just a feeling that think somehow this is just going to work out. 
And like Tom Coughlin, who we spent a lot of time on earlier, this fire will go out for another year or two. And we'll go through this again. And there seems to be these ebbs and flows with Mike Tomlin in his career. So maybe more hopeful than I want to admit. But Hey, and you know what? I mean, you're right about that with Tomlin. And let's – look, I'm backing up. What I don't like about Tomlin is – some I don't know. I, I can't really put my finger on it, but sometimes I think he comes across as the real taskmaster, tough guy, Bob Knight-like general, the way he talks. But I don't see it. Um, I think he's a player's coach masquerading uh, yeah, like Bill Belichick, quite frankly. Right. I mean, we saw that a few years ago. Hines Ward and them, they got the days off at practice mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And they probably went out and lost, I think, two in a row or something like that. And he took some fire for that. And and I think, I think he just needs um, to step it up a little bit, I think, maybe in the tough guy mode a little bit i yeah i don't mean you know look that stuff doesn't fly anymore i understand that too but in his defense you know we haven't seen the the five and eleven and six and ten seasons that coughlin has right no he so he misses the playoffs nine and seven and ten and six yeah i mean don't misinterpret me as oh yeah he needs to be fired and blah 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 because you know i don't necessarily think that but I think maybe he needs to rethink a little bit of I mean, you can't be a buddy all the time. Right. And, and it may be. And, and I don't know. So so back to it, just a gut, probably 50% hope. I, I don't yeah. know, but I'm going to take the bills here in 1917. All right. Uh, where are we at? I got a lot. We got Washington way deep. Dallas. All right. You can have that one. Go for it. Yeah. I think Washington, they've, they've locked up the, the division. They're really got nothing to play for, but I tell you what, I think they do. I think this is a young team that's realized, Hey, I think we're pretty good, and I, and I think they take Dallas out in Dallas, even though it's closed. I'm going uh, 23-21. Yeah. Kill them more. Do we really need to, to, to go any further than that? They're not going to score enough. If they play, I, I'm assuming we're not going to see a lot of Deshaun Jackson. I think they're going to be real careful with Jordan Reed. Kirk Cousins. They're going to leave Kirk Cousins out there long enough to give them a lead. I think this team wants the ninth win. I think you feel legitimate. As Brad, as much as we bashed on that division, if you get to nine and seven, you don't often win a division at nine and seven, but no. teams make the playoffs at nine and seven all the time. And if you win, then you don't have to sit around and justify and explain. Right. No, if you went nine and seven and got in the playoffs, ten years from now nobody's gonna bat an eye. Right. I think they want that. They want that winning season. It gives it an air of legitimacy. Although I think they're going to go six and ten next year when they're playing the first place schedule, but that's a discussion for August, not for right now. I agree. I like the Redskins twenty to fourteen. All right, moving along, we have the Patriots at the Dolphins. I don't know what to do with it. I'm going New England seventeen, Miami fifteen. Yeah, it's just, just because it's going to be ugly. The everything sets up for Miami to win, which means Miami's going to lose. I'll go twenty three thirteen. I don't know how. I don't know who's going to catch the ball. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Gronk has 400 yards. Would you be stunned? No, it wouldn't stun me that Belichick plays everybody for the whole game. Right. Just and runs up the score and tries to score 60. I just don't think they have the horses to do it. So I'll take the Pats 23-13. All right, we have uh, Bears and Lions. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. I don't know. This is one of these kind of games that just – I, I can't. I don't believe in either one of these teams, but I think Detroit's defense has stepped up and played a little bit better. 
I think they go into Chicago and walk out a winner, 27-24. Yeah, I just, again, it just feels like the kind of game the Lions should win, so they're going to lay a bit of an egg here. I, I, I like the Bears. I like Jeremy Langford. I think you see a good bit of Jeremy Langford. I'm going to take the Bears here, 31-23. Giants and Eagles. <laughs> uh, Tom Coughlin's last game at the Meadowlands. That it, does it yeah, for you. It, it, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Giants, you know, circling the wagons for Tommy. And uh, I'll, I'll go um, – and Odell's back. So, I mean, that's all the difference in the world. I like New York 31, Philadelphia 24. Yeah, Chip Kelly gets blown out this week. There's so much turmoil in Philadelphia. I think it's close. I think it's ugly. I got the Giants 22-21. All right, Rick, game of the week. I know you've been you've had this one circled on your calendar. Titans and the Colts. Oh, yeah, I cannot wait for that one. Uh, Titans, Tennessee's bad. And yeah, I, don't, I don't care how bad Indianapolis is. Yeah, I do. Josh Freeman's starting today, Rick. Yeah, Josh I know. Josh Freeman is starting for the Indianapolis Colts. But somewhere saying. along the line, I'm going Indianapolis at home. You know what? I'm stealing, oh, your, steal I'm not stealing your thunder. Don't do it. Fourteen nine. Oh man. Well you're you're close. <laughs> but Josh Freeman isn't gonna win this game. There's just no chance Josh Freeman wins. In fact, I don't think he finishes this game. We're gonna see Ryan Lindley at some point. That's all I need to know. Titans do stink. I agree with that. Titans eleven, Colts nine. <laughs> That's the right. final score. If I get that one right, Rick, uh, I deserve some props. All right. Bengals and Ravens. Cincinnati is at home. They're going to take care of business because they're a better team, unlike the Steelers. Right. And I like Cincinnati 27, Baltimore 20. Yeah, you even stole my score there. I have the same thing down. Ravens won their Super Bowl last week. They can go back to sleep. Uh, I think Bengals are careful. They're cautious with Eifert. They're cautious with McCarron. So I think it's a little closer than you expect. I also have 27-20. All right, we talked about it, Rick. Uh, Steelers at Browns. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh will go to Cleveland, and they'll blow out Cleveland 37-17. Yeah, I had uh, on the Fantasy Sports Network show, I had the Steelers 41-24. Now I know Austin Davis is starting, so I revised that just slightly to Steelers 41-10. I think that is every bit the, the legitimate score. All right, Jags at Houston taking on the Texans. Houston's another one of these teams that is probably looking for a little legitimacy, and uh, they've they've got some confidence. I like Houston at home, 31, Jacksonville, 28. Yeah, I think with Hoyer back, uh, Houston finds a way to get this done. The Jags, they're scary. I think this team's getting better. Still something lacking there, and Houston needs this game. That's the difference. I got the Texans, 27-24. Raiders at Arrowhead taking on the Chiefs. Yeah, this is another one of these kind of games that could mean something. Kansas City, I think, can still win the division, if I'm not correct. So, I think they're going to be playing. They're going to be playing at home tough. They're against uh, an up-and-coming Oakland Raider team. Andy Reid, he's another one of those guys I really don't believe in. But I do believe in this team. I think they're very talented. I'm going Kansas City 26 Oakland, 24. Yeah, Justin Houston out. That, that makes a difference. I think it helps keep it a little closer. But the Chiefs need this one. Raiders have just sort of looked tired. They've sort of gone away with all these young players here. Arrowhead's still a tough place to play. I got Chiefs 30-20. to 20. Uh, pa- uh, 
Panthers at Bucks. This is tough. Uh, you talk about the Patriots having no players. Actually, Bucks at Back Panthers. At the Panthers, excuse right. me. You talk about the Patriots having no players. The Panthers coming off that first loss now have no players on offense. Yeah, they still have Newton, and you know that that's a big difference when you're playing Tampa Bay. But the thing is, both the, both the teams, Carolina and Arizona, have things to play for. So, uh, you know, I think Carolina's defense is very good. I think it's going to be kind of a low-scoring game. But I'm going Carolina 20, Tampa Bay 17. Yeah, we're we're right there again. I think the Panthers having something to play for. You see enough of Cam Newton to win this game. It's a game they want to have. They don't want to go to Arizona. You want Arizona in your building in in late January. So, I got the Panthers 24-17. Interesting game, but not – I guess with Arizona still playing for something, Seattle at Arizona. Yeah, this is, and this is a weird matchup. Seattle coming off a loss against St. Louis, which surprised me. Not so much that they lost to St. Louis because St. Louis traditionally plays these uh, divisional games very tough. But I thought Seattle would win a close one there. They didn't do it. And, I mean, actually, they made it close at the end. I mean, you know. How they lost, it was a surprise. They 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 were totally shut down. This Arizona defense, this is a championship defense. And they harass offenses. You know, everybody thought with a honey badger out, you know, I actually looked for a little bit of an upset with with Green Bay. Right. They just destroyed them. I mean, totally annihilated them. One year boy, the Caveman Championship almost. I'm going Arizona 28, Seattle 24. I don't know how. I don't know why. I feel like the Seahawks are really going to get up for this game. It means less to them, I think, than it does the Cardinals. I think they're just going to come out and hit Arizona in the mouth. I don't know why. I did gut feeling is all this is based on. I agree with everything you said, but gut feeling. I got the Seahawks twenty nine twenty six. A game of the week, Rick. Forty ers and Rams. Yeah, and this is a great one. I tell you what, Jeff Fisher needs a win. There's start. There's some rumbling in St. Louis about him. I don't think he's in danger of getting fired, but you know, I think you're not taking that loser to L.A. Though, although I don't think that's going to happen this off season, but I think. If they end up moving, yeah. they're not taking that loser with them. Uh, well, it's hard to say. What's that? I mean, Case Keenum to stay in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I, I think stay. they, I think they need a win, and um, I think they do win. You know, I do get to win uh, in San Francisco, twenty-eight fourteen. I don't like San Francisco's chances. They need this game. Jeff Fisher needs this game. Jeff Fisher loses that type of game. I got the 49ers 17-14. Only game that matters really in the long term in terms of head-to-head, Rick, Minnesota at Green Bay. Yeah, this is for the division. I like Minnesota. I think there's too many holes in Green Bay right now. Their offense is decimated, in in my mind, without Jordy Nelson. And I think we've seen that. I like Minnesota's defense. And um, I'm not thrilled with Ted Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, boy, if they had an Aaron Rodgers back there, I think what they could do with that offense with Adrian Peterson. But uh, I still like Minnesota in a close game, 24-23. If I had any guts at all, Rick, I would agree with you 100%. But, but, but I don't. It's the little brother, big brother syndrome. I just don't know the Vikings can go on the road to Lambeau and win a division. I, they should. Everything tells me they should way that defense played last week, as decimated as that Packers offensive line is, I just don't think they get it done. I'm just not sure they can. 
on the road. So I'm going to take the Packers 30-17. to 17. They get a little healthy here heading into the playoffs. And it looks like I skipped, as Rick had to dip out, I skipped uh, Broncos at San Diego. I got Broncos 24-20. No need to spend a lot of time on that. All right, well, we wait for Rick to pop back in. Let's bring on the venerable Scott Fish of the Scott Fish Bowl 720 in 2016. Scott, how's it going? What's going on, Rick? Uh, Every time I come on, I I should realize by now that uh, Rick has to take frequent bathroom breaks and he can't make it a full start. No, he can't go an hour and a half. and You watch him scurry away. It's sad. It's sad when you're... Your your hairline gets uh, shorter and your uh, prostate gets larger. That's all I can figure it is. I don't. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> nice, nice. I'm just hanging out here in Avon, Ohio, with my with a dog. You know, like Johnny Manziel. Did you see that? What, what's with the dog? Is there a scandal with Johnny Manziel and the dog? He was in Las Vegas uh, Saturday night. And then he posted on his uh, Instagram a picture of him with his dog, hashtag it Saturday nights, and put his uh, set his uh, location as Avon, Ohio, clearly lying about going out gambling and partying in Vegas. <laughs> that is fantastic. So he's a he's a just a dog lover who's sitting back on a Saturday night hanging out. Even if it's in Vegas, Scott, you don't know what he was doing in Vegas. He might have just been hanging out with the Yeah, he says he's out there gambling and carousing women and everything like that. And and, and talk about... Probably the pictures of him at the blackjack table is probably the reason. (laughs) Talk about no life. People that have to sit around and track where this picture came from. You know, get out of your mom's basement and go play some poker and drink or something. I mean, this is ridiculous. But Johnny has a disease. And a dog to take care of, apparently. Speaking of uh, low-life uh, trackers, I got a picture of Rick Briggs recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. What What am I doing now? Oh, it's it's, it's you and a Steelers game decked out in Ravens garb. I, I can't <laughs> believe it when I saw it. Well, you know me. I jump on the bandwagon, you know. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll jump on the Buffalo bandwagon in a heartbeat. Oh, that's uh, that's sad, Rick. So disappointing. All right, <laughs> mailbag's a little thin. It, it, it is, the funny thing is, Rick, I'll have headphones on and be screaming into a mic. <laughs> well, what you, you're a radio guy. Exactly. Keep away from. It. I think it's weird you wear them around. I, I really do. But do I, who am I to judge? You, well, you do what true. you want to do. I don't want you I digging in. I totally understand it. You try to brand yourself. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Scott. He, he's with it. He oh, knows what I'm doing. That's yeah. right. I'll tell you what, before we get to the mailbag, Scott, it's a little thin, so so we could take it. Right right when Rick stepped out, right before we brought you on, your, your boys in Minnesota heading up to uh, Lambeau, big brother, little brother, division on the line. What's your feel on that one? That's the only game that really matters this week. Oh, except for New York um, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm really worried this, uh, this thing's going to happen like it did a few years ago when uh, Minnesota played Green Bay in week 17. Uh, we beat them. Because Green Bay is like, what the hell? We don't care. And then we went into the playoffs, played Green Bay, and we in uh, week one of the playoffs and lost. Yeah. Um, I can see that happening again, where Green Bay just feels like they're the better team, and they they don't they don't bring it all. Um, I don't know. Personally, I think the Vikings are currently the better team, but uh, you know how playoffs go. You know how games go. Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback. 
Uh, not the last seven weeks, though. <laughs> no, and that's it. And that offensive line, it, he he could get killed. I and mean, we just saw Minnesota bring back old Eli in spades last week. And you wonder they could easily do the same thing to Aaron Rodgers. I just get the feeling like they're not. You know, they're just it's the Vikings and it's it's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And I just you get the big brother little brother vibe, and big brother keeps finding a way to smack him around. But uh, let's jump into some questions here. I'll try to cherry pick the, the good ones. We need two and a half point PPR and I, how we're still playing in week 17 with this, with this decision need to Rick Andrews, Powell, Christine, Michael, or Alfred blue. <sighs> Boy it is PPR half point. Yeah. Half point. I think I'm, well, I'll tell you what I, I with blue Powell, very questionable. Yeah, I haven't heard very anything sketchy. New. I haven't I haven't heard that he's that he's playing. And if he's not, if he does play, I mean, you know, considering they do have Chris Ivory, you wonder what's going on there. I think I'd kind of shy away from him at this point, unless I heard something that you know that he's good to go. I mean, look, they do need to win this game, so I think if he's available, he will play. But in, you know, until I get something a little more encouraging, I'm staying away from him. I think I'm going to go blue. And uh, Michael on this one. Yeah, I, I, in a week like this, I wouldn't go with the risk. Powell would be the – if there wasn't a risk, I think Powell would be the clear cut number one. Uh, I just don't trust Andrews. Um, I, don't, I really don't trust any of them, but I think, it's, uh, I think that Blue has the best matchup against Jacksonville, so I'd start him. And – you know, if Seattle really goes run heavy, I suppose Michael could get his. Last week it just looked awful, but I think I'm going to agree with Blue and Michael. It's really a gross question, though. Yeah, yeah, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to agree with Michael and Blue. If I heard Powell was going to go, he'd move to the top of that list. Yep. So, so my order would be Powell if healthy, Michael two, Blue three. So if Powell's out or, or even going to be limited. I think you go blue because I agree he does have easily the best matchup and we've seen him go off every once in a long while. Maybe you catch lightning in a bottle here. All right. Another half point PPR for the flex, John Brown or Larry Fitzgerald. This one's tough. I I still haven't answered this guy. I'm kicking this one around. Uh, I'm going Fitzgerald simply because I think against that Seattle defense, I think he is the go-to guy, and I think you could see – I don't see a lot of long bombs of John Brown against Seattle in this game. So I'm going to, to me, maybe the more dependable or safer, however you want to do it. I think it's very close because, you know, they, they've shown they can score against anybody. But I think in this case, I think I would go with Fitzgerald. Yeah, and since uh, Michael's emergence recently, Michael uh, Michael Floyd's emergence recently, the last five, six, seven weeks, uh, John Brown has really, uh, really gone down. He's only catching, you know, two, three, four balls a game. I think Fitzgerald's just a little safer. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. I, I want to play it safe here. I wish I knew. Like a lot of times, they just come out and declare that Richard Sherman is going to take. X guy away. We don't know who that it is. Where Brown's interesting, it's not going to be him. You know, maybe they use Sherman to take Floyd away. Maybe they use him to take Fitzgerald away. 
I kind of like Brown coming out of that, out of the slot. He, he's got a better opportunity there. That's been sort of a weakness for Seattle. But but I agree with you, Scott. He's just sort of almost become touchdown dependent. They take a couple shots to him. He pulls in maybe half of them, and you're going to need him to pull that one in. In a half-point PPR, he's not going to have five or six catches. Fitzgerald's a safer option. They're going to find ways to get him the ball, even on screens, on, on something. I'm going to assume Sherman's going to spend most of his time on Michael Floyd, the way Floyd played the last several weeks. Brown would be a big shoot for the moon play, but I think I'm going to play it safe and go Fitzgerald. Yeah, and you're talking to PPR. I mean, if you look at um, at first blush, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, 1,160 yards and eight touchdowns compared to Brown, 958 and seven touchdowns. You're very, eh, you know, that, that's close. But I also look at 103 catches to 61. I see a lot more targets to, Fitz, to Fitzgerald, hence more more targets, more catches. I think he's just a much safer play. Yeah, yeah, definitely safer. All right, this this one's uh, got me gritting my teeth a little bit as well. This is my championship game. Can't decide. This is a PPR. Danny Woodhead or Buck Allen? The PPR makes that so interesting for both of these guys. Wow. Yeah, I would I would say Buck Allen is a is a little nicer in non PPR, even though they're both good, a great uh, PPR back. But I don't really like any running backs going up against Denver, especially in a game Denver probably wants to win to keep hold of that division over Kansas City. So uh, give me Buck Allen. Boy, I tell you, that is so tough. I mean, you you know, PPR, you hate to give up that 73 receptions and 700-plus yards with what you get with Woodhead. You know, I, boy, I tell you, this is, this is a tough one to me, but, you know, Cincinnati's defense, you know, a little question with Eifert and, and Dalton being out and everything. I think I'm going Buck Allen as well. I, I mean, he's the guy in Baltimore – you know, Baltimore may not be may not come out totally flat like you said, Rick. They may be saying, "We knock off Pittsburgh. Let's knock these guys down, make a yeah. play." You know, so I, I'm going to fuck there. Allen. There's I think. a pride there in Baltimore. I'll give them that. What's tough with this is Woodhead was doing Danny Woodhead things, and then when all the injuries happened and the wheels come off in San Diego, he went with them. He, he took some goose eggs. He took some offers. For a while, and just when you're ready to put that last spade of dirt on him, he boy, he popped his head back up and crushed all of us who had him on a bench. I'm going to go with Buck Allen, though. Woodhead can be taken away. That's what I've seen. Buck Allen is still short of Aiken, Baltimore's only offense. They're going to make offensive yep. plays. They're going to move the ball a little bit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Allen, but that is so tough. And, and with that, Woodhead is guaranteed three touchdowns. Oh, you just write it down exactly. right now. Probably, <laughs> probably in the first quarter, if, if I'm at best. Maybe yeah, yeah. San Diego will move up twenty-one nothing, and then just blow it away yeah. in the fourth quarter and lose. Yeah, that's what they but. do. <laughs> All right, we need. Here's the first of many that start like this. If PPR leagues start to looking for help with Todd Gurley out, Hightower, White, Trey Mason, your boy Rashard Jennings, or Carlos Williams. This is a tough haul here. Okay, we have um, Hightower, White, White, Mason, Jennings, and Williams. Mason, Jennings, Williams. <sighs> yeah, I so think I'm going to go Rashad Jennings against Philadelphia. You're at right? home. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 100-plus yards, I think. And, uh, you know, they're not afraid to throw a few rocks once in a while, too. I don't know if you said it was PPR or not. PPR, it yeah. is. Give me one more. So, you got Jennings. Okay, I think I'm going Jennings and Hightower. Hard to get away from Hightower now. Scott. That is 100% correct, Rick Biggs. As you wrote them down, I wrote Hightower and Jennings. And then uh, in in order, I have Hightower, Jennings, White, Mason, Williams. Yeah, this is so tough because here's what jumps out. Hightower, I think, has got to be on this list the way he's performing. He's going to be able to run against Atlanta. Not to mention, he wants a job next year. He's going to probably put everything on the field. True. That's an excellent point. And what a great comeback he's been on top of it. Jennings is probably going to have Jennings and Mason. Here's where I'm struggling for this next one. Jennings and Mason are going to have the most opportunity. Mason might have 25 carries. We've seen what Jennings has done the last couple of weeks. I've always had this infatuation with Rashad Jennings. I'm not sure why. Williams and White, I know each of them is going to score at least one touchdown. I almost hate to leave that on the board. I'm going to go with Hightower as an obvious, and I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm going to make this unanimous and go with Jennings. But Mason's really close for me just because I think he's going to get so many touches. I just don't know if he can hold up to it with Gurley being out. But, yeah, let's make it unanimous, Hightower, Jennings. But I think all good options because you almost guarantee White and Williams get in the end zone at some point. Yeah, I mean, what you say about Mason – you know, if, if Cunningham hadn't get, had, had not been getting such a large percentage of carries that weren't Todd Gurley, right. 33, Mason has 57. You know, I see this being more of an RBBC today and not, not just a Trey Mason show. Could be. So, I mean, that's why I'm shying away from him. I mean, look, it's a good matchup against San Francisco. But All right. Um, now I'm going to add one more guy to this mix. The next question, we're going to take your uh, Jennings, Mason, uh, how your conviction on that. But I'm going to throw John Brown into the mix, half-point PPR at a flex. John Brown, Rashad Jennings, or Trey Mason? Oh, it's, it's Brown and Jennings for me. You only get one. Oh. This is a different question. Oh, I'll take okay. Jennings. I, I think I'm still going Jennings. I'm going to shy away from Brown just against Seattle. Look, I, I like this kid. They're explosive. I know they can score against anybody. But, I, look, they're circling the wagons for Tommy Boy, I think. And uh, Rashad Jennings, I think, is going to have a good game. Yeah, I think the Andre Williams nonsense is finally over. I'm going to regret continually recommending not starting him this week. But I, I agree. My first blush is Rashad Jennings here. All right, we got a head-to-head. We are down four. With Gurley out, we need two, Rick. You better get your little pen ready here. Okay, okay. I got a pen. Yeah, get yourself a piece I of got paper. It. All right, ready. we need two of these. West, Kadeem Carey, Carlos Williams, our boy Dizzy Galepsi, and Jarek McKinnon. Oh, okay. I'm going to throw McKinnon out. Minnesota wants a division. Peterson's healthy. Right. Um, well, healthy-ish. You know what? I'm going Weston Williams. Or no, you yeah, know what? I'm going to change I, anything. Well, you know, I really I, like Kerry in this situation, but I don't think he's going to see the ball enough to justify it. Can you count on those two touchdowns again? No. That's the problem. So I'm going Williams and West. I'm going with the W's. 
Okay, I think West is is a surefire for me. Carey, I was, he didn't even actually play that well outside of those two touches in the first half that scored <laughs> the, the 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 vulture run and the vulture uh, reception. Exactly. Uh, I don't know that I could even trust him for anything. I am a big Jalen fan. He was such a great pass blocker coming out of college. Um, I think Carlos Wallace is just safer though. Uh, I know Gilfrey had the huge run and uh, had two touchdowns. Looked looked better last week, but I think Carlos Williams is going to be more of the bell cow. So give me that, Weston Williams. This is terrible. I'm going to agree again. I wanted to get my boy Dizzy Gillespie in there, but <laughs> but it's the Jets. It's the Jets' defense. They're not going to run all over him. So I think Carlos Williams. They find more creative ways to get him the ball, especially down around the goal line. West is obvious here, and, and yeah, it's Carlos. We have got to stop doing this. All right, with talk Gurley out. <laughs> Notice the theme. Yeah, <laughs> who would you start alongside Adrian Peterson, Carlos Williams, or Rashad Jennings? Wait, these are all like entangled together. Rashad Jennings. Rashad Jennings. We have been freaking unanimous every time, so all these listeners are done. I apologize. You had a good season. Second place ain't that bad. (laughs) All right, championship round, two-week combo score. Need two running backs and a PPR. Latavius Murray, Danny Woodhead, Jeremy Langford, or Trey Mason? Okay, Uh, Murray. I wish you would have told us if uh, he he was behind or not. Yeah, he didn't say that. All right. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to know if you're losing by 30 or if you're up by 20 or whatever, something like that. I, I'm going to go. I'm still riding Latavius Murray. Uh, I'm certainly going to start him. I don't care if you're playing at Kansas City or not. He's been performing pretty well. What are those other ones again, Rick, real quick? Uh, Woodhead, Langford, and Mason. I think I'm going Woodhead. I think he's more of a guarantee of – Catches and play. Look, I mean, you know, you're not going to see uh, Gordon's not going to have any success against Denver. No. So I, I'm going Woodhead. Yeah. See, I was going to say if he needs points, I think it's clear cut Murray and Woodhead for me. Uh, if he's, you know, got the lead, uh, I I might lean something more along the lines of Langford and Mason just on sheer touches and safety, right? Um, but not knowing anything at all, I think I'm going to lean Woodhead uh, just because he's so much more of a PPR back than the other two. And I think what he did should be good enough to uh, – like his floor, I feel, is pretty, pretty low in a PPR. Or pretty, yeah. pretty medium and pretty safe in a PPR, I should say. Yeah, Murray's the number one even with the bad matchup. I think Woodhead's actually even the, the safest play here. Langford interests me. But I just wonder if I'm going too all in on this back injury for Forte. I, I don't want to take any risks. So once again, we bone another listener and go unanimous here. Uh, how would you like to have this decision every week? I don't know how. Well, I know how we got in the championship, but I wouldn't want to stream this every week. Who do we take at quarterback? Carson Palmer, Blake Bortles, or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, wow. Well, I think you trade one of those away a couple of weeks ago. Well, yeah, a few weeks ago, somebody would have been in need of a quarterback, I would think. You know, this is one of those kind of – okay, we have Arizona at home playing Seattle. We have the Jets at Buffalo. And who was the other guy? We got Palmer, Boulder. Boulder, 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 Boulder,
it would be interesting to see if this guy has been playing matchups all week or all year, or if he's been riding a Blake Bortles, or if he's been riding Carson Palmer, right, or Fitzpatrick. I don't, I, you know, I don't know who. I tell you what, though, I, I think this guy is in line for MVP consideration in the NFL as well as fantasy. You know, if you're talking that way, I think I'd go Carson Palmer. Oof, man, that's Fitzpatrick is not the one I'm starting out of I it's really, 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 really tough for me to sit Palmer. But if I'm going to do it, it's going to be because they're playing Seattle and because Bortles has just been so hot. Um, I think I'm going to leave Bortles and probably be on an island here. No, you're not going to be no, on the island. No, I knew I was going to be on the island as soon as you said Bortles. I, uh, that's it, boy. I am a Blake Bortles guy. Why don't you go Blake Fitzpatrick and we'll all be on an <laughs> island together? No, I can't go Fitzpatrick <laughs> on this. this. This is Bortles for me. That's your job, Briggs. You did the buddy cop movie with him. <laughs> yeah, you two are boys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, maybe yeah. I ought to go Fitzpatrick. <laughs> but then nobody's taking Palmer, so, I mean, I'm I'm going to be on Carson Palmer Island. Yeah, that's it, probably a better island to be on. I, I, Bortles is just my bo- 300 yards guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah, Palmer, if he's getting knocked around too much, there's a lot of scenarios where I could see Palmer not finishing this game. He's going to struggle a little bit. I, I don't think – Seattle in any way shuts him down, but he's going to struggle a little bit. Bortles has the better matchup. Bortles just flings the ball everywhere. Bortles has the Allens. Everything sets up for Blake Bortles for me. It, everything you say, I agree with. But but I tell you what, here's scenarios I can see really in any of these games. Fitzpatrick against that Buffalo defense at Buffalo. Bortles at Houston against the Houston defense. Or Arizona against Seattle defense. I could see – any or all of these quarterbacks get knocked around today yeah, pretty man. bad. and Which tells me you might get Palmer out of there. You might want to get Palmer Jack out of there. Jacksonville doesn't care. Oh, I, I tell you what. Seven months off. It's very, very close with, with Bortles and Palmer. I, I just think I'm going with, uh, you know, that number one or two scoring offense. All right. We only get one in a standard league. Randall Cobb, Nate Washington, Golden Tate, Ruben Randall, or Michael Crabtree. This comes down to two guys for me, and I'm struggling with with which it way comes to down to one guy for me. It comes down to Crabtree and maybe oh maybe Crabtree. I mean, I just can't get away from that. Crabtree's just been way too solid. He he actually has better stats than uh, Mike Cooper this year. He's had he's had more. High-scoring games than Amari Cooper this year, which is just surprising, being on how good Amari Cooper was early on. But yeah, give me Crabtree. Yeah, Cooper's faded. I don't know. You wonder if we're going to find out he hasn't. Well, we know he's been banged up, but we're going to find out it was more serious. Crabtree is so hard to sit here, but I'm going to do it. As Golden Tate recently has been the beneficiary of the best and most expensive decoy in the history of professional football. <laughs> Tate just keeps catching balls, just keeps getting in the end zone, and they just keep ignoring Calvin Johnson. I'm going to go with Tate here. It's so hard to sit Crabtree. I think it's based on matchup is how I can justify it outside of just being a gut feeling. But I, I like Tate this week. I, I'm going to keep rolling him, and I think he's – He's pushed a lot of fringe teams through these playoffs, if anybody's still playing in week seven. 
or 17 for that matter. For the championship in a PPR, we need a running back and a flex between Trey Mason, Jeremy Langford, first time this name's come up, Cameron Artis Payne, your boy Rick Willie Sneed, or Jordan Matthews. Well, give me uh, what do we need a running back and a flex. Running back and a flex, yeah. Oh, so that makes it a little bit different because, uh, okay, we got Cameron Artis Payne, we have Sneed. Jordan Matthews. See, those were going to be my two right there with Sneed and Matthews, but we need a running back. I think I'm going to have to go Cameron Artis Payne. I mean, we're Stewart out. You Whitaker know, out. Whitaker out. Uh, yeah, Panthers are banged up. Give me Payne for running back, and I'm going Jordan Matthews. I got to go with that guy uh, as my flex. As much as I like Willie Sneed in this shootout with Atlanta, I'm going Matthews. Wow, Briggs, we're really outside of the Bortles Coma pick. I think we picked all of ours exactly the same today. I also have uh, Payne and Matthews, Payne at running back, Matthews at uh, flex for that one. And yet another listener going down the tubes. It's <laughs> unanimous. It's unanimous. Again, Jordan Matthews on a roll. Artis Payne getting all the work in a game. I think they're going to run a lot with, with Ted Ginn presumably being out. All right, let's see what time. Yeah, we got time for one more, so let's make it a big one. We need three wide receivers here. All right. Doesn't say if it's PPR or not. Not sure it matters with, with this with this match with this list. So we need three out of Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Floyd, Brandon Cooks. They got Ted Ginn in there, but he's doubtful, so let's just throw him out. Doug Baldwin and Deshaun Jackson. Cool. Is this PPR? It didn't say. Oh. All right. Let me reread those. Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Floyd, Brandon Cook, Baldwin, D. Jackson, Ginn. You got it. Okay. Well, okay, I'm just throwing out. Okay, I'm throwing out Ginn. I'm throwing out D. Jackson. Yep. Um, I'm going Manny Sanders and Michael Floyd. Oh, and we need three? Good. Give me Cooks. I'll go right in that order. I'm going Sanders, Floyd, Cooks. Baldwin's very close. I mean, I'd love to give all of them in there, but I am going uh, Sanders, Floyd, Cooks, and, uh, you know, I'm going to leave out Doug Baldwin against Arizona. Man, the way Doug Baldwin has been playing, it is so tough to bench him. I think he has, like – I, I checked this stat recently. I think it's 57 touchdowns in the last five weeks, something like that. Um, so, I don't know. I I think I'm definitely going to go with – let's see. I'm going to go with Cook. I'm going to go against Hubergs, and I'm going to go with Baldwin. And I think – oh, wow. This is a tough one. Floyd or Sanders. I'm going to go Sanders just because the matchup is better. I'm going to sit Floyd, and I hate doing it. All right. Well, we're going to – Scott, you and I are just uh, on the same plane today. Deshaun Jackson, if he plays at all, it's not going to be much. He's one of those guys who isn't very healthy as they gear up for the playoffs, and he, he's he been the difference maker in that offense. Jordan Reed, obviously, is the leader of that offense with what Kirk Cousins is doing. But Deshaun Jackson's made all the difference. I'm going to presume that Michael Floyd is the guy Richard Sherman tries to take away. And if Richard Sherman tries, he will be successful. So for me, in order, it's Cooks, 
Cooks one, Sanders two, Baldwin three, and then Floyd falls four on that list. You know, and, I, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm – Oh, you, you're getting no, scared. No, well, I am scared because <laughs> I see Michael Floyd is questionable, which um, tends to believe against Michael Sherman um, in, in Seattle. He may not be playing a lot if he takes a hit or two. So I think I'm going to go off of Michael Floyd Island, and I'm going uh, Doug Baldwin as well. Hey, that's okay. That's quite all right. I, I am trying to be the voice of reason so we can all agree and bring this guy down, too. <laughs> all right. Well, we have just ruined the fantasy hopes of so many people. Scott, we are out of time. We appreciate you taking the time week in and week out. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to shut it down. And let's uh, we'll make sure we get together here once we figure out what we're doing. Or well, we got to get you into Fancy Sports Network. Scott Fish belongs over the airwaves. Yes, he does. And yeah. we'll have you on for a segment. And, uh, you know, on our Fancy Sports Network show. And uh, maybe we'll uh, do sort of a – a recap show once everything's out of the way and we'll bring you on and we can do a little bit of analysis. I would love all of that. That's, uh, you know, we find the times to make it work. I'm there. I, uh, I I love just being on the air with you guys. It's a, it's a ton of fun. Thanks for another awesome season. All right. At Scott fish 24. We appreciate it, Scott. Good luck. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Take care guys. Hey, take care. All right, well, that wraps up our career on Blog Talk Radio. That wraps up the inside slant, and that wraps up the fantasy season. Yes, it does. And and just to let you know that um, I became uh, a great uncle yesterday. A great uncle? Oh, uh, Stephanie. Yes. Oh, good, uh, good. My niece uh, had a little baby boy last night. And, um, you know, that was kind of cool. Another another fantasy player. So, congratulations exactly. to the whole Briggs clan. Rick, I'm going to play this one on out now. I'm not going to do that. I did want to talk about, Rick, the irony of yeah, me exactly. year over year declaring myself done with D'Angelo Williams. And, now, and what did D'Angelo do, Rick? He won me a fantasy title. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think I'd be playing never, ever yeah. again. I'd be, uh, yeah. I thought it would be ironic, but yeah. I only have 30 seconds on That's there. And, hey, uh, so thanks, thank, everybody. Thank you to Drew Brees. Thank you to D'Angelo Williams. Thank you to DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. Most specifically, Rick, thank you to me for just crushing you as you all laid down like dogs before Rick Flieger, 2015 Caveman League champion. Ah, oh, one thing I must oh. say, though, we only faced one time this year. Rocks your bass. <laughs> Well, you got yourself the moral victory. You can enjoy that. That's about it, because I didn't have any players left. (laughs) So, everybody, stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Network. Keep up with at Asylum Football on Twitter. You will get all the updates of where we're going, where we're going to be. Can't wait to do it. New year, new show, plenty of fantasy, and lots of other good stuff at Asylum Football. Follow that. Until next time, we're on the Fantasy Sports Network. We'll see you. Take care. Yeah, that just dawned on me last night. What? All that D'Angelo Williams Yeah. And, and he was instrumental when I went no running back. He's the reason I won the thing. Exactly. Man, what a, what a season. <laughs> Everybody thought he was done. I thought he was done. <laughs> <laughs>
why. Yeah, you what's did for three years. What's this deal like? Is he back next year? Ah, uh, boy, I don't know. He gonna fetch him a penny on the free agent market if he had a thirty-three. I don't think so. Yeah, he's thirty-three, but he's got a guy enough carries. A guy's twenty-seven. True. Stupid Jonathan Stewart. Well, Pittsburgh, if they were smart, they'd keep him around. Well, if they can. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. I'm done. Yep. Have you blocked off. Yeah.